us a deep breath. I don't even think y'all understand the amount of, I wouldn't even call it turmoil. I would just say the amount of life that has been lifing in the last <laughs> two months. Um, I, I don't, I really don't even know where to begin, but I think the biggest thing for me in the past two months of what I've been uh, dealing with is myself. Um, uh, Issa Rae has this thing. I don't, I think she was doing an interview, but, um, she said it's feeling like me season and I could not have said it better myself. Like, and it's not that I'm at a point where I feel like I don't need anybody or I feel like I don't want anybody around. Cause that's certainly not the case. Um, but for me, I really just want to be the most authentic me that I can be. And if that comes with me um, shedding layers, if you will, then so be it. So be it. Um, To say it's been easy uh, is absolutely uh, an understatement. It is not, not even close. Um, To say that... I have not cried is untrue to say that I have not felt very uh, low at times is untrue. And I'm really just starting to get to a point where I am okay. And that says a lot. That says a lot. I think, you know, oftentimes we get into these spaces of, you know, not feeling okay and not being our best self and still showing up and still doing for others. But for once, I have allowed myself to feel. I have allowed myself to cry. I have allowed myself to just be and not keep showing up for any everybody yes I'm still checking on my people and and my people if you and my people you know who you are yes I'm still talking to them yes I'm still surrounded by great people however I've had to shed a lot of things and it's been hard it's been really hard like oftentimes my mom and I We've been talking about grief a lot lately, Um, you know, really just sharing our story and how we've dealt with grief. But people don't realize that losing your old self is a form of grief. Losing the person that you used to be is grief. Losing the person that you thought you were is grief, y'all. It's a whole separate can of worms. That once you open it, you either deal with it or you're going to get left behind every time, every time. And so I think I had put it off for so long, you know, just, well, I get to it. I'll get to it. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to go to work. I got to do this. And so 
now actually having the time to sit I don't have to you know nobody's having a baby shower nobody's getting married nobody is you know having these major nobody's graduating this year you know all all the major life events that I typically show up for um we haven't had any imminent and so I've had this time of rest if you will and I I wouldn't even necessarily call it rest because I have not been relaxing. <laughs> but what I have been doing is getting in tune with myself and knowing when I am triggered. See, the thing about grief and the thing about uh, anxiety, depression, or any of the mental things that you know may plague you, you have to know what triggers them. You have to know the things that just set this one thing off. And for me, um, it has always been rejected. Rejected, rejected and abandoned. Those, those are the two things that, you know, when they show up in my life, I don't know how to cope with them. Um, and so, again, a lot of this started when my brother did pass. Um you know, I finally got a job that, you know, was somewhat in my field, you know, I was about to move out the house and, you know, that was a whole thing and it was just so much. And then he passed away and it's like, okay, so, so you just left me here. Like, like, that's what we doing. All right, big. All right, bro. <laughs> all right. Okay, cool. You know, and I felt like that for a long time. And then my grandfather passed and it was like okay you know I had honestly grieved him for a while because he wasn't the same grandfather that I knew for a long time but you know to hear that he had he was no longer physically here was a lot because now I'm watching my dad lose his son and his dad in a matter of two months two three months apart you know that's a lot that's a lot. And so, you know, again, I'm taking this time to, you know, heal, I'm, you know, doing the work, whatever the case, at least what I think I'm doing. And then COVID happens. So the job that I had that, you know, was somewhat paying the bills, I don't have anymore. Gone. Just like that. And, you know, of course, so now I'm feeling abandoned again. Like, okay, yeah, I get COVID has happened, but, like, y'all had to take my job. <laughs> like, y'all can't give me nothing. No nothing. Y'all, this is it. So then, you know, when I feel like that, now I'm feeling rejected on top of that. Like, for me, abandonment and rejection go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. So when one shows up, they both typically show up for me. And so now I'm having to sit at home. Um, and you know, I, I genuinely didn't really go too much, too many places. Um, I was either at my house, uh, I would occasionally go to Mike's house and then to go get food. That was it. And I did that for about two, three months. And you know, that, that was kind of it, but it was a lot to process. And then on top of that, now I can't graduate. I've been in this program for the last, you know, a year and a half. My school done closed down. You know, I had so many things go around this master's program and I can't walk across the stage. Oh my gosh, I'm talking devastated. But 
through all of this, I never really sat down to actually process. I just kept going because something else would happen. Something else would happen. And it's like, okay, that gets my attention. So now my mind is off of what happened before. So now I don't have to deal with whatever it is that's in front of me. Okay, my brother passed. Okay, I'm sad. All right, you know, this is what it is. All right, cool. I'm upset, whatever, whatever. Get over it. Now my grandfather's passed. Okay, boom. Now I'm sad. Okay, my dad's sad. Boom, boom, boom. You know, all right, here we go again. All right, that's done. And then it became me planning my mom's 50th birthday party. We had talked about this for years. So now I'm like... How am I supposed to plan a birthday party that we have been planning for years? Now I'm planning without my brother. Okay, jokes on UD. So here we go again. Boom, boom, boom. Now I'm planning my mom's party. Spectacular party. Best party ever. If I do say so myself. <laughs> but, you know, great party. Boom, boom. So now I'm going into the next thing. Now, now got a job. Okay, boom. Now we got a job. Let's go. All right, cool. What we doing? All right, got a job. Now I got something to occupy my time. Okay, yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. Next, moving on. All right, you did graduate. Okay, boom. Like, it just kept going on. Then, next thing you know, COVID. COVID happened. Now, of course, I'm just, you know, fast forwarding. But essentially, this is how I kept going. This is how I kept going. This is how I was successful in, uh, I guess, showing others that I was okay and that they didn't have to worry about me. Because that was my biggest thing in this entire journey is I never want people to make me feel like I'm glass. Like literally anything is going to break me. Because it hasn't. I've lived to see another day. Yeah, I might cry a little bit more this day than the next, but... I'm I'm going to be okay. I always know this. I know I'm going to be okay. So boom. Now I'm getting to a point where I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. I'm at this job. I enjoy this job. And it's frustrating the you know what out of me. Because I don't understand why I keep running into this situation where I get a job love the job it's in my field and let's just say seven to ten months later I hate it and not hate it in the sense of like you know I'll never do this again but it's like I am conscientious of what it is that I want to do I know what my end goal is and because these things that may have happened at this job did not necessarily align with my end goal, I'm getting frustrated because it's like, okay, God, you wouldn't have given me this job if it was not for me. Like, even if it came at whatever time, like, I know it was something for me to learn. Even if this is not my long-term career, I know that you gave this to me so that I could learn something. So what am I supposed to learn? I mean, y'all, this literally kept happening. I would get a job and I literally was so upset when I, I I had to call Michael like listen listen I know you're tired of me having this conversation <laughs> I know you know the people in my life are tired of me having this conversation but I'm ready to quit I'm about to quit I'm about to quit 
And, you know, most of, <laughs> most of the people in my life, they just be like, okay, yeah, dude, you know, we know you're going to quit. And we also know you're going to find something else. Like, they completely be unfazed with me. But for me, it's like, why do I keep wanting to quit? I don't like this about myself. I don't like this. And so I found myself in this uh, imposter syndrome, if you will, because for some people, you know, they're like, D, like, why don't you why don't you like this job? It's what you prayed for. This is what you were talking about. You know, free schedule, you know, clients, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. okay, this is fun. This is great. But at the expense of my mental health, I'm not doing it. I did that at my last job and I stayed entirely too long. And in that, I am so traumatized. When I talk to my old coworkers, I realize how traumatized I am still from that job. And I ain't worked at that job in over a year. Or I'm sorry, almost a year. It'd be a year in May. Traumatized, y'all. So it's like, I don't want to keep doing this. I don't want to keep doing this. And they're like, well, you know, I understand, but you're getting a little bit older. You know, you need a little bit more stability. But it's like, at the same time for me, I'm like, I'm only 28. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's just me. You know what I'm saying? I have degrees. I have all this knowledge. So let's, let's kind of put some of this into perspective. Like, what can I do with what I have right now? Like, if I was to quit this job right now, what do I have to offer to the universe? And I kept getting to that point, And it's like, I felt like I didn't have anything. Like, yeah, you got a degree, but you don't have no license. You know, that's that's the, the tricky thing about psychology. It's so broad. And in it being broad, you have so many options. And in those options, there are various other options. And it's like, how can you choose one? How can you just choose one? So, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to try multiple ones. But it's like, I don't necessarily feel like... I'm any closer than I was when I first graduated in the sense of uh, on paper. Now, skill-wise, knowledge-wise, oh, I know. But I keep getting, I guess, bogged down with like, okay, if I apply for another job, you know, I got to put this on my resume. You know, they're going to, I'm going to have to explain, you know, this to them. Are they going to be able to understand, you know, where I'm coming from? Because a lot of these jobs, especially in the psychology field, if you don't have no type of like clinical experience, they're not trying to look at you. They don't, they don't really want no, they say they want real world experience. You know, have you been working with the homeless population and at risk youth and all that? Like, yes, I have, but just because I worked with them at a summer camp doesn't mean that I didn't have the same experiences. You know, yeah, I didn't clinically diagnose them, but I knew exactly what was going on, you know? So it's hard to, I guess, you know, put that into perspective for these, uh, these, these companies and these people that, you know, you want to hire them because you want to work for them. And I literally told my friend the other day, I said, every time I think about applying for a job I get sad I get so sad because it's like I don't want to keep doing this I don't want to keep doing this I don't want to keep going through this cycle of hey you got the job can't wait to work you work it it's working itself and that next thing you know it's working you 
now I'm stuck. Now I got to figure out, okay, well, you know, if I quit, then I don't have no money or not necessarily no money. I don't have any consistent money coming in. But, you know, if I stay, you know, I'm going to be tired. I'm not going to have time for this or that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, I just don't want to keep doing this. I don't want to keep doing this. And again, it's, it's a cycle. It's a very toxic cycle, if you will. And, you know, for me, it was very much feeling like I didn't even know who I was anymore. Like I had kind of already lost somewhat of my identity at my last job. And when I'm ready to tell that story, y'all, y'all, y'all not even gonna be ready. But it was like, I'm, I was a, I'm a robot, you know, I'm going to work clocking in well not even clocking in just showing up to work that is my clock in when I do my session notes you know boom it's done I see my kid boom next thing you know it's four o'clock it's time to go home you know hour hour and a half to get home sitting in traffic you know sit down blah 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 it's time to eat dinner shower whatever next thing you know it's time to go back to sleep because I have to get up in the morning so I could drive 45 minutes to an hour, you know, and then you you just repeat the cycle over and over again. And I tell my mom this all the time. I commend her so much. I don't even understand how this lady has commuted to work for the last, uh, let me see. uh, Let's just say the last five years of commuting. Cause yeah, yeah. We're going to say between five to six years of commuting, 45 more than 45 minutes I I don't I don't see how she did it I don't see how she did it because it is so taxing on your time on your car on your body like you have to be dedicated you have to be committed to whatever it is that you're doing because if not mm -mm, mm -mm. and it's like even if you are dedicated you can still face some of the same uh, consequences, if you will. And it becomes such a draining thing. And you start sitting there like, is this even worth it? Is this even worth it? And so, you know, not only am I having to face like, okay, D, what are you doing? What are you about to do? You know, now, you know, you have the the people, the outside people looking in, like, oh, you know, look like D got it going on. Look like D, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't want y'all to think I got it going on. I really don't. <laughs> I really, really don't. Like, yes, I'm okay. And I absolutely am always thanking God that I don't look like what I've been through. However, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I go through things. I have my days where... I want to cuss everybody out. Everybody. No, that's not God-like, but that's how I feel. That's how I feel. And then I have other days, I want to be bothered. I just want to cry. I want to cry. I want to curl up in the ball. I don't want to be bothered. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. No, Oreo, I'm not petting you. Like, no, I'm de- I don't I don't want to be bothered. Don't touch me. Just don't, don't look at me. Don't even breathe up here. I had them days, too. Again, not God-like. But then I have my days when I want to pour into people. I have my days when 
I want to give back. I have my days where, yeah, I want to sit and talk. I have my days where, you know, yeah, let's, we can chat. We can kiki it up. You know, we can laugh, all that. But every day is not the same day and I am not perfect. I'm still working. But, you know, to others, it's like, oh, she must be doing X, Y, and Z. And it's like, let's stop assuming about whatever people have going on in their lives. Like, I don't know when we're going to stop doing that, but but let's do it today. Let's start today. Let's stop assuming that we know what people got going on just because we talk to them. Or even if we don't talk to them and we see what they post online, let's stop. Let's let's stop it. Please. Please. I did this the other day. Um, one of the girls I went to school with, she got married. I'm thinking like, dang, like, oh my God, you know, her wedding was so pretty. Like, oh, it looks like her husband loves her, blah, blah, blah. When I tell you this girl on the slide not too long ago, just put it out that she was single. And I think they just got married, like maybe earlier last year. Maybe, I, I don't know what it was, but it was just like, that's not what I was expecting. But what happened was I assumed. I assumed that because she was married, she was happy. I assumed that because they posting these lovely pictures that they good. When that wasn't the case. Like, we have to stop assuming that just because this is what we are seeing and this is what people are showing us, that this is actually what is happening. Like, literally, just take it for what it is. They post they boo. Oh, y'all so cute. Happy for y'all. Leave it at that. Don't be, you know, speculating, oh, you know, when they're going to have a kid or I heard it. Mm-mm-mm. Leave it right there. Leave it right there. Because what happens is you get caught up in this, uh, this, this cycle, if you will. And so when things don't happen the way that you assume that they were supposed to happen, now you might be slightly heartbroken. It's like, dang, like, I thought they was good. I thought they was, I thought they was friends. What happened? You assume. That's what happened. Let's stop assuming. Let's stop assuming. And also, let's start. I don't know how we can do this without it being a thing, but I really wish more people posted their L's, their losses, instead of always rushing to post their wins. When I finally did tell people that I got kicked out of school, half them folks didn't even believe me. I'm like, first of all, why would I lie about something like that? You know, <laughs> it's not my finest moment, but it's just like, we need to tell people that. Now, we don't necessarily have to tell them right there in the time that, you know, it happened because it's fresh. You know, we might want to grieve or we might want to process or whatever it is surrounding that situation. But at a certain point, we need to be real because the thing is, like, it's a part of your testimony. And you don't know who, by you telling your story, who it could help. So, you know, I'm an advocate. I'm going to work through my stuff. And then when I'm ready, I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell it all. Yeah, I got kicked out of school. And did you go to school? Oh, okay. Yeah. Because then it's like you psych yourself out so much about what you think other people are going to think about you when really and truly... The folks that's for you, they're not even going to care. They're not even going to care. Like, literally, when I told people, they were just like, oh, okay, you all right? Oh, okay, cool. Well, what's next? Like, they didn't even 
try to let me sit and dwell on that because they already knew I did everything I could in that situation. I did everything I could to stay in school. And it was such a graceful bow out, y'all. Like, I'm still patting myself on the back. I don't even know how. You know what? I do. It was never got. Never got. Like, literally, y'all, I got kicked out of school. You know what I did? I sit the whole staff, all my classmates, and the staff, faculty, all that, send them a nice little email. It basically said, you know, thank you for the journey. Um, I wish it didn't come to this. You know what I'm saying? I tried my best. I did what I could. Uh, thank you for the memories. Thank you for the whatever, whatever. You know, wish y'all nothing but the best. Bruh, I'm talking about everybody emailing me like, what? What? You, you not gonna, what? Like, they couldn't believe it because it's like, we assume that people is what they are because of how, you know, they show themselves. But I never showed that I was struggling because to me, that was not my truth. I was not struggling. I was not struggling. Yeah, I had my moments, but you know, all in all, this teacher felt like this is the grade that I deserved. That's what it was. You know, I, I'm not going, yeah, I went to her. I went to talk to her, see, you know, what it was that I could do. No, she she felt like that's what I deserved. Which to me meant that, okay, this is not the program for me. It's fine. It's okay. It's, you know, yeah, it's at the moment. Yeah, I was heartbroken. Yeah, I was in her office crying like a baby. But it was it's okay. It's okay. All those people that I met then, great people. They all, at least I think most of them, <laughs> are in their field. You know, some of them writing books. Some of them, you know what I'm saying? Like, they got whole, their own businesses, stuff like that. Like, so proud of them. So proud of them. But they had to live in their journey and their truth. Um, and I had to live in mine. And, you know, that's just what it was. So I, I think we should we should do that a little bit more, guys. We should definitely start telling people like, I just took an L. Last night I took an L, but tonight I bounced back. <laughs> like for real, like it's it's not a bad thing. Like the things that happen to your life, I never see them as bad things. I see them as things that had to happen in order for you to grow, in order for you to learn, in order for you to gain something that you might not have known or had or whatever before and that's okay that's okay like we shouldn't just hold these things in because what happens is if you hold it in it makes you bitter if you hold it in it makes you bitter period so you should tell and then what happens is when you start telling your truth and you start telling like yeah i got kicked out of school yeah, I had a failed relationship. Yeah, I had, you know, a bad grades. Like, whatever whatever the failed thing is. Like, yeah, I'm at a dead-end job. Whatever it is, you'll find that a lot more people relate to you than the ones for the good stuff. True story. True story. Like, I feel like every time I tell, like, people, like, oh, well, you know, I hate my job or, you know, um you know, it's not working for me or, you know, I don't know if school's for me, that type of thing. Like, I felt like people was just like, yeah, D, I feel you. But as soon as I tell them, like, yeah, I'm finna graduate, blah, blah, they'll be like, can't relate. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so you have to, you have to tell the good just like you have to tell the bad. And just stop assuming that people got it going on because that's what they showing you. Because a good majority of the time, if somebody is continuously posting about something, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I, I, I really don't necessarily know where to go from here. Um, you know, in the past couple months, you know, I've, I've had a couple ills. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm just kind of like taking it in as it comes. I'm not trying to fight it. I'm not trying to, you know, run away from it. It just, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, yeah, I'm still going to see the positive in it because that's just who I am as a person. But I'm just going to take it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to process it and not put it off for, you know, two, three years <laughs> until I have to deal with it, you know? Um, and I think that in me working through this uh, stage of this imposter syndrome, if you will, um, I just want to be, I just want to be the best me, you know? Like in all of this and all of the things that have happened in my life, you know, thus far in my short 28 years, I just want to be me. I want to be the best me that I can be. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. And yes, I know that that may be me letting people down. And I know that that might mean that I can't give how I used to. But I know that for me, I just want to, I just want to be the best me, man. I I really don't know how else to say that. I I really genuinely just want to be the best me. I do. I do because I feel like, you know, oftentimes people say, you know, well, who's there for you? And it's like, I want a me for me. I'm there for everybody else. If you know me, you know. You call me, Ace. <laughs> it don't matter what time, Ace. Um, and I'm going to answer the phone. I'm going to answer the phone. I don't know what it is. I've kind of always had this thing. If you need me, you know, put up some balloon decorations. I don't know, nothing about no balloons. But I'm going to find out. You need me to plan a trip. You just want to talk before you go into work. Like, whatever it is. I'm your guy or or your gal. Yeah, that's me. But I want to show up for me. I'll do. I do. I deserve that. I deserve that. It's not even about what I want or what I need. I deserve that. I do. I really do. Um and I'm going to I'm going to be that for myself. And so again, it has been hard. It has not been easy. Trying to come into who I want to be while also shedding who I used to be and the things that I used to do, it's hard because I easily want to revert back and I easily want to mend things. I don't want to have problems. I typically don't have problems. But, you know, I 
am okay in this space because I know that, you know, once this fully passes and I get to that, you know, traumaless, healed version of me, you're not going to be able to tell me nothing. I'm so sorry. I mean, you can't really tell me nothing now, but you know, I'm a little sensitive right now. But like when I get to that point, oh, you're not going to be able to tell me nothing. No feelings, no nothing. It's really going to be, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. And I, I really, truly hate it for you guys. Like, if, you know, you missed out on that, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry because, and I also feel like in that, like, when you're not who you thought you were, you may end up hurting people in the process. And that's something that I never really wanted to do because it's never my intention. If you know me and you know my heart, then I always feel like, you know, you should be able to see through whatever. Like we would we we would be able to get through whatever. Like, you know, if you're if you're my friend group. But sometimes that might not be the case. And sometimes uh, you you may hurt people in the process. And, you know, it's unfortunate. And, you know, sometimes it does make me sad because, like, dang, like, this, it's never my intention to hurt anybody. Ever. Like, ever. I barely kill bugs. And that's only if they invade on my space, you know? So it's like, for me to hurt someone's feelings or to hurt their growth and their process or they're having to heal from me, like, whew, that, I, it does something to me. It does. Um, but I know that sometimes things like that have to happen so you can deal with it and then get to who you need to be. You know, again, it sucks. But it happens, and you're human, you know? And I don't know why I be feeling like I'm not human, and I can do whatever I want, and I can, you know, and it's it's not the case. I'm human. I have feelings. And in that, I don't have to beat myself up every time something happens. Because I will, and I do. I do. And it's something that I'm not necessarily proud of. Not many people know this about me. But I do. If I don't do something correctly, I will beat myself up. And again, this comes from that, you know, that abandonment, that rejection of, you know, if I do something wrong, oh, you're going to reject me as your friend, as your coworker, as your employee. You know, and now I'm going to feel this sense of abandonment because I did something wrong. So you rejected me and now you left me hanging. I know, guys. I know it don't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But, you know, if you are in this space or a similar space, you you totally understand how how this thinking can happen. You go down this slippery slope, if you will, of things that could happen, should, might happen that have not even happened. But because in your mind, you're trying to avoid the consequence or what you feel like is the consequence of the situation. You just don't. You just don't. And it's not right. And I know this. And this is what I'm working on. This this is what I'm working on, you know? And, 
you know, I feel, I feel better. I do. Um, yeah, I still have my moments, but again, it all goes back to, you knowing your triggers when you're in these situations. Um, you know, for me, my trigger was a friendship, you know, that's, that's what triggered this for me. It started with my job, but ultimately when that happened, it's just like, oh, okay, I need to reevaluate. I need to figure out what's happening because what is happening? Simple. Um, and like I said, it's a process. It's a process. Like I remember being in grad school and that's, that's what they told us all the time. Trust the process. And for the longest, I hated it because they never would explain it. They would explain it by saying it again. I'm like, you're not helping me understand what this is. What do you mean? Trust the process. Trust the process. You trust the process. I'm not trusting the process, <laughs> you know, but it's for real. Trust, trust that your process is your process and that you're going through, you're going to get through whatever journey is meant for you, period. Trust it. You got, you have to trust it because it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you can believe it, but you got to trust that whatever's happening is supposed to happen. It's, it's, it's supposed to happen because it's a part of your process. If you're getting a new job, if you're buying a house, if you are in a relationship, if whatever is, it's supposed to happen. Trust that. Trust that this is the process. Now, if something doesn't feel right to you, you can, you can reevaluate the process. That's, that's what it is. It's a process. When you look at what a process is, it's a bunch of steps to get to something. There is no right way or wrong way or whatever. It's just different steps. So your number one might be my number three. And then my number one might be your number 15. It's a process, but it's your process. And you have to trust in that. And you have to wholeheartedly believe in that process. Because if you don't, now you start running everybody else's process, and and that's not your process. That's that's not your that's not your journey. That's not that's not for you. Like, be who it is that you want to be. Period. Like it's. I don't know. It's again, it's, it's hard. It's not easy because once you get to this point, it's like either you can keep doing what you've been doing or you can accept that whatever is happening is happening and actually do something to change it. It's simple. It's simple. But what I do know is you can do it. You can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. You can totally do it. Now, again, it's not going to be easy. I'm never going to sit here and tell you like, oh, yeah, it's so easy. Like, oh, girl, you're going to be a new you in 30 days. I wish 30 days would be great. New me in a month. I could be 12 different people by the end of the year. But that's not that's not how it works. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. So 
when you get to that point, and you will know when you get to that point, you're going to be tired, you're going to be tired and sick, sick and tired. You're going to be sick and then tired, and then more tired and then sick. And when you get there, you're going to know. But um, essentially, like, my friend, my friend Brittany, she had to tell me, like, are you are you done? Like, are you, you have to want to be done. Because if you don't, then it's pointless. It's pointless to keep bringing up. It's pointless to keep talking about it. It's po- because I, she can't want that for me. I have to want it for me. That's it. It's simple. Like, it's hard, but it's very much simple. So, yeah, guys, that's kind of where I've been. Um, mm, I didn't. I didn't really intend to rant today, but. I don't know sometimes you just got to get it off your chest you know start fresh and you know I had tried to record this really I tried to record this like a month ago but I kept crying and you couldn't really understand what I was saying <laughs> it was just it was so much but it was very much raw and uncut um and I always try to be transparent but like I never want to be like that transparent but it's still the same, but now you can understand what I'm saying. Now you can take in what I am putting out. Before, you'd probably be like, okay, D, do you need help? Um, <laughs> we are coming to see you right now <laughs> because something's not right. But, you know, now I can, I can laugh about it a little bit. I can, you know, I can still cry about it, but it's not enabling me unabling me enabling me disabling me (laughs) from doing anything that you know I want to do you know again it's just a process and it is tricky but it can be done it can certainly be done so I don't know. That's all I have for you guys. Um, I got some some new stuff on the way. I hope y'all are ready. I'm not going to tell y'all just yet because I'm not there yet. I got a very important meeting tomorrow. And once I complete that, then you guys will absolutely know. Well, maybe not just yet. Maybe not yet, but y'all going to know pretty soon i got some stuff in the words i'm really excited about it and that's kind of all i got that's kind of all i got i hope this was great i know i just kind of like ranted a little bit but i don't know i just kind of wanted y'all to know like where i've been you know why i've been in my the intent was to definitely have more episodes but you know it just life happened and when life happens you just readjust and you do what you gotta do that's it so um yeah till next time on the millennial mind that's my time good night everybody (laughs) just kidding